husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. Hey, thank you for downloading our podcast on Fridays. We like to get out of here, so here is the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We love a Friday and we love to do this and recap. Getting to know you. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. We started off the week with Stab telling us about a new teacher at Rory's school. This teacher is a bit of all right. Here at teacher time at our school, and it's normally a duo thing, and, that's, and she goes, I'll take this one. Keen, oh, keen the to hot go. Young She's teacher. Got a hot young teacher. Hot young lad. Did who's you, slid in you didn't go at all. I didn't go. I stayed at home. She didn't want me to intrude. Come on, stabby boy. You're a fine specimen of a man. There's no way your wife, Kat, has got the hots for your daughter's teacher. She's sitting on the couch watching her shows. Got her Rudy on. Got her pajimmy jams on. And she looks up at the time. She goes, oh, my goodness me. She goes into the bedroom. Comes out. Tight black pants. Rips in them. Black jacket. Lippy on. Hair done. Ready to go. Don't be sad. That's how she always goes to parent teacher interview. Uh-huh. She as well. Yes, she did. It is hurtful. She's in a woody schlepping about the house Slepping about the house. I know Kat yeah. so well. Mm. And I know how much she values education. Yeah. Well, how about when she came home and I said, how, what did he say about Rory? She goes, I don't know. Who's Rory? (laughs) Well, I learned for the very first time what Stab sounds like when he gets jealous. Is he that dreamy? I want to see a photo. I don't find him attractive. (laughs) He's like, he's he's 12. He's boyish. Because he's like, he's 25 or something. He's very young. Hey, hey, sir. Now, from bro to bro, Mm. sounding jealous. You did. Your voice went up. And he's smart. So would it it, it have been funny? I I don't even see why she thinks he's attractive. You mean he's the opposite from you? Yeah. That's what maybe yeah. it's a personality she's attracted to. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> Was there even parent-teacher interviews? Because normally you do them at the end of the term. That's a very good point. They're not normally at a restaurant either, are they? They don't normally go for an hour and a half. <laughs> they don't normally come to your house and pick you up, do they? Not really, no. Okay, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> she said the movie was fantastic. <laughs> oh, I know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Sleep with the principal. She's married and she's pregnant with twins. <laughs> Any other suggestions? <laughs> the janitor's lovely. You've got to hurt her. <laughs> her as much as she's hurting you. Four-time Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Our buddy Keith called up this week. Hi, guys. How are you? And I learned what he did with the first money he earned from his music. There was a BMX bike that I really wanted, and it was like 150 bucks, which was about 200 more than I had. I went on a singing talent quest thing called Stairway to the Stars. I made it through to the semi-final and I won a $500 voucher to this like shopping mall but the bike I wanted was at a bike store in Caboolture not part of this thing right so my savvy dad was like well let's go talk to the bike store owner and see if there's something he would like and the guy said yeah actually I could use a new suit we just exchanged the bike for him to go and buy a suit okay. and no wonder you and Nicole are so in love if your first thing you bought was a BMX bike yeah. Yeah. great show he also helped settle a little bit that Abby and I had between us there's a story going around about you got sent songs from uh, Taylor Swift and you were out shopping at the time and you just want to sit down and listen to him and he sat down in a food court. Is Keith Urban the guy that will go and buy things from a food court in Westfield and then sit down and eat it? 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. You just earned me $20. Yeah, we all did. no way he's going to sit there in a food court. I was on my own with the kids, got a text from Taylor. Yeah, and I was hungry. Had it on speaker, <laughs> right around me. <laughs> yeah. All right, I lost that one. I also wanted to learn the most important thing. What does Keith Urban eat when he goes to a food court? Uh, I actually think I had Thai, maybe. Mm. I can't remember. Thai that I can only remember the Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> not whether you got potato chips and gravy. Understandable. Understandable. Look, you know, we're not all perfect, Keith, and you're just showing that to us. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys, you just laugh at us all morning long, don't you, when you listen to this show? Oh, you guys are so funny. Yeah. If you think that laugh sounds fake, well, that's because it is. They say that it's good to laugh, right? This is the best medicine. So sometimes a bit of forced laughter is good for you. So oh, my friend is... Oh, it? no. You well, got this, this a while ago. this is not the spirit, is it? Laughter yoga. It started around about 20 years ago. There was an Indian doctor that said, and to quote, mm. there is a lot of medicine in laughter, but he did not see a lot of laughter in medicine. Oh, good word. We thought we'd give this laughing yoga thing a go, and I learned it's, it's pretty hard to get going. When you hear them laugh, I want you to laugh. Mm. Like, force yourself to laugh until it comes naturally. You're already I'm, doing I'm already it. nervously laughing. <laughs> okay, just do it as you come. Ready? Okay, okay. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> Now you're laughing silently, and you're actually laughing. See, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's how okay. I have to start. I have to start by going. You can't go. Ha ha. We opened up the phones and I learnt there's a lot of you with fake laughs out there. <laughs> pretty good. That's, yeah, that's pretty good, Chris. I, I believe that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Heather, let's hear your fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, you can't mock people's laughter. You can. It makes me laugh. <laughs> right. But hey, a laugh's a laugh. That's what I've learnt this week, and you can catch up on everything again. It's in our podcast. Just search us on the Listener app. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Welcome to Abby's Book Club. Remember my uh, new one of my New Year's thing was that I was going to read more. Yes, didn't achieve it, but I did download the audio books. So still same, kind same. of reading. Just as mm-hmm. just, just as good. That's what I thought when I'm driving in the car. Have you guys ever been to a book club? Uh, we scream book club, don't we, Matty? Is that well? <laughs> I've been to clubs before, yeah. but I don't remember any of them being calling so, book. No judgment. Most of them um, retros. Um, there was okay, platinum. Sure. So anything you want to say, that's fine. Okay, there's no judgment because it's your interpretation. So don't be worried about sharing things with the group. Oh, okay. So I'm going to lead today mm-hmm. um, because I read the book first, and mm-hmm. I'll share it with you guys, and you can give your thoughts. Today's book is titled "How Not to Hate Your Husband." After kids. Oh. I was going to skip past it and I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to see if there's any pearls of wisdom. And there is. Open ears, open mind, open heart, people. So the first one was the author explaining when her friends told her this, she thought it was going to be bollocks. 
First-time parents are often shocked to realize the sheer number of changes that will occur after the baby is born. Our author was around six months into her pregnancy when she was out at lunch with friends. They were all giving her nuggets of information, but one in particular caught her attention, the fact that she would hate her husband after the baby is born. It turned out to be true. When you have a baby, you set off an explosion in your marriage, and when the dust settles, your marriage is different from what it was. Right. Did it change for you guys? Well, you already had a bubs in the house. Yeah, I think it did in the fact that when there is a baby around, as a man, you're rendered useless. And you spend most of your time just wandering around the house, not being in the way, trying to be helpful. Mm. But then when you're trying to be helpful, she knows you're useless. So she doesn't get out of my way. I hear you. And who's to blame for that? Me? Who's to blame for it? No, the woman. Yay. One of the biggest issues that new parents argue over is housework. Men's attitudes to housework have changed over the last few years, but the same study also showed that they are very selective about the types of chores they will do. This means the woman is often left with the undesirable chores. Women have the habit of discouraging men helping with the housework without even realizing it. This is all down to micromanagement. Women are often worried about giving control to their husband in an area where they have traditionally held that control. This is maternal gatekeeping and also links to chores related to the child. In the end, the poor guy can't win. He becomes unsure of what he can and can't do, and it demoralizes him to a certain degree. The answer? Give up control. Doing everything ourselves isn't heroic, it's toxic. I like this book. It, it, it does feel like it should have been a woman's voice. It was written by a it? woman, though, wasn't well, it? But it's true, though. I think it's a case of when you guys do the housekeeping, you will choose vacuuming, mm-hmm. guys do, because it's the funnest. Let's be honest, it's got a little machine and it sucks up stuff. You can hear it. You, you can, can hear, hear the cleaning you're making. Not often do you go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to my hands and knees and do the bathroom. And if you do, then you sort of need a lot of praise for it. So you've got to choose like the nasty ones. And the thing is, girls do need to let go. So if mm. you're checking it, that's just extra work mm. for you. Yeah, I heard, him, I heard him say, let, let go, go of and, control. and stop being toxic. Yes. Mm. No. <laughs> yep, I'm, okay. just re- I'm just repeating said, in the book that you read. Yeah, no, no, you I, said you get every, whatever oh, you get out of it. I'm so sorry. I was being toxic. Yes. I'm so glad you guys got yeah. that. Uh-huh. The next one is to do with sleep deprivation. Oh, that's a tough one. Mothers in households which are classed as dual earning are up to three times more likely to experience disrupted sleep due to their child than the father. Due to evolution, a woman's brain is hardwired to be always listening for their child crying. The sounds which were more likely to wake up a man versus a woman. A baby crying was the number one for women, but didn't even register on the men's list. This lack of sleep can contribute towards niggles and arguments between couples, making lack of sleep a far bigger problem than you might be expecting. Mm. Men actually really don't hear the baby at night. I don't sometimes. Yeah. Esther can be in the middle of dealing with the child and I'll be like, what's going on? Yeah. And I think a lot of like a lot of women will go, oh, so you're trying to ignore it or yeah. you didn't hear or you didn't do it. Mm. But really it's like, nah, not at all. Mm. But if we hear a window break, we're straight up, fists clenched, ready to fight for our family. So Come- that's what our brains are wired for. I didn't hear that in the book, if you want to bring that to the book. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you how your TikTok, Maddie, is actually true. There's something you posted on your TikTok oh. that is true, and it's it's not exactly our fault, but I'll tell you, I'll share what that is. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Welcome to Abby's Book Club. Today, our book is How Not to Hate Your Husband After Kids. A little bit cruel because we've got a lot of people here at work expecting their first child. Mm-hmm. How many? So one's already popped. And then we've got two more. Two and a few go. in sales as well. Is there three? Three. Three more to three. go? There's three of us due on the same day. 
Good gosh. Yeah. Did we have a work event or something? Did we miss a party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just New Year's celebrations. Yeah. All the yeah. same father? I, uh, he was busy. <laughs> Had to ho- not hate the man after kids. <laughs> but no, I hope you're learning a lot. Uh, it, it, the book is all about how things change after kids. Right. And it does, because you've got an extra person in the house. Mm. And a lot of it happens over housework and sleep deprivation, as you just heard. Mm. But there's a lot of them um, that I guess we're just on different wavelengths with it. And Maddie, you posted a TikTok, which I did love, which is one of your favourites, which is what your wife thinks happen when people come over to the house. Yes, and my wife is the worst for it. She thinks when people are coming to visit, we have to have a show home. Mm. When I we had all the team over for lunch, we bought all new plates and all new cutlery. Wow. And we, I appreciated it. I was like, "What? You, the cutlery we have is fine. She goes, yeah, but she wanted plates so everyone had the same shaped plate. I was like, yeah. no one will notice this that. This is something that couples fight about a lot, mm. and they do go into detail in the book because they're saying that it, that's a woman's identity. The woman's fear of judgment. Traditional mindsets still affect women to this very day, most commonly that she feels she will be judged if her house isn't considered to be clean, tidy, and perfect. Being a good mother and keeping a tidy and clean house is important for the general identity of a woman, and when these standards slip, she feels that she will be judged or blamed. Studies have shown that a clean house matters far more to a woman than the man who lives there too. And that's where you just got different standards. You always say that it's inbred in you that you feel like you've got to provide, mm. where that's kind of silly because your, your wife works and she's an awesome at her career as well. Absolutely. But that's mm. built in yeah. you and that's built in her. And, and in, as silly as it sounds in paper, you still just think, oh. In her defence as well, mm. I made a real point of making sure I mowed the lawn before you guys came over. Because yeah. where she likes clean floors, I always say to her, I go, the, the lawn is my floor mm. and I, I want you guys to be like, wow, this is amazing. How does she go with a pop-in? Oh, she hates a pop-in. No, she no one has a pop-in. pop-in. That's when they turn uh, off the lights. Oh. I'm in trouble if there's a pop-in. Yeah, I don't right. like pop-ins. Uh. I'm getting a lot of pop-ins. Are yeah, you getting a lot of pop-ins? Yeah. 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 And I just and every time when someone comes over, you know what I say? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's really um dirty. We're just about to do a big cleanup. Yeah, yeah. You'll notice if you ever pop in, mm-hmm. Esther will light a candle. The first thing she'll do, <laughs> yeah. she'll light a candle. She's like, okay, I can't clean it while they're here, but I can make it smell like vanilla. <laughs> right. I'm like, all right. And just get piles of clothes yeah. and shove them yeah, in the Yeah, you'll cupboard. see a lift like just pushing things in the side. This is one uh, that I need to learn as well, which is non-verbal clues don't work. Non-verbal cues don't work. Many women (laughs) expect men to be mind readers, but the problem is that men simply don't pick up on non-verbal cues like women do. Men are far more about speech, i.e. being told what to do, or what is expected. When a woman gives a man the silent treatment or begins slamming doors, the man will simply ignore it because he has no idea it's something he has or hasn't done. (laughs) Within an argument, your first instinct is to push harder for an extra reaction, but more often than not, when you do this, you meet a wall of resistance. It's a toxic cycle that needs to be broken. Right. His words, not mine. (laughs) But it is it's true, though. You mm. know, when you kind of go, you look at someone, you're like, I shouldn't have to say why I'm annoyed. Oh. You should obviously know why I'm annoyed, rather than taking a step back and saying, hey, this is why I am annoyed. Women do do that, don't they? I was, we went to a wedding on the weekend, and it yeah. made me uh, remember. Remember when Peter, who was our producer here, um, she cut all her hair off? Um, and she didn't turn, like, weeks. She had beautiful long she had beautiful hair, long down, hair. Down to her bum. And I found out, we, I was like, um, how's, how's your partner? She goes, we broke up two weeks ago. And, and I, I was cut like, my hair off. Uh, Why did you not know? Yeah. She goes, I said, you didn't tell me. She goes, I cut all my hair off, Stab. I was yeah. like, what the hell is that? You didn't what? even ask. Why I cut my hair off? You just said it looked nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you slam the door and you think someone didn't hear, so you open the door and back slam up. Slam it again. again. Yeah. 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 Just be careful with that yeah. though. Next time you see a friend who's married and they cut their hair off, you go, oh, yeah. on the rocks, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just cut my hair. It's a minefield. Uh. This is this is a solution to it all for mm. a happy relationship, and it's three A's. The three A's. There are three things which will help every couple avoid marital trouble, affection, admiration, and appreciation. By giving these three things openly and regularly to your partner, you will reinforce the bond you have and help to overcome other obstacles which stand in your way. It is thought that couples need to have a 20 to 1 positive to negative encounter ratio. This means for every one bad interaction, you need 20 good ones. Thankfully, these can be small, such as a little eye contact or laughing at a joke. It's a lot of work. That's what, I, that's what we were going through. That's a lot, isn't it? So for one big fight, you've got to have 20, but they can only be small things. I don't know if you can just do like 20 kisses and go done. Do you have to walk around with one of those things that a bouncer has at the nightclub? <laughs> click, 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 click. Did just you learn get, anything, get a, though? Get a chalk boy. Yeah, of course we did. You girls need to relax. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dangers of cancel culture. Why guys begin calling cancel culture? Stab's gonna get canceled. Help is for real. He's that guy that made your daughter cry, so we'll cancel him a million times. Yeah, cancel Stav. Let's not. I think a lot of people have tried for years, but look at him, like a cockroach. Can't hey, be cancelled. This was your idea. Now you're regretting it. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a tricky world at the best of times. Well, but... you always say that certain people can say jokes because they are of that. So if you're doing a minority joke mm. and you are, then you kind of everyone goes, oh, we're laughing with you, not at you. But mm-hmm. if you're not, mm. then we're mm, borderline. Well, in this instance, um, Stab's using what most people do, and that's the great line of lots of my friends are. <laughs> And I know someone who is that, so I'm allowed to make that joke. Mm. Uh, we have his beautiful and hilarious wife, Kat, in this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, you guys are doing a show together soon. We are. He we said, are. she said, at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. Yes, tickets still available. Well, yeah. too many tickets, though. No. Get on to it. Yes. Well, let's see after this whether people <laughs> want to get tickets, shall we? <laughs> Hashtag cancelled. So the idea here is you have written um, jokes yes. that Stav is going to read. Now, Stav has never read any of these jokes. He has no idea what you've written Zero here. Zero idea. And I believe that uh, all these jokes are making fun of women. Not all of them. I've, I've, I've used a broad brush. <laughs> Uh, some of them, yes. Some of them, specific humans in this room. Oh, God. Um, so you're saying that you would be able to make these jokes? All but one of them. Oh. <laughs> well, let's try it out on him. Yeah. Okay, right. So if Kat did this on stage, everyone would laugh. If Stav did it, that would be the end of his career. Absolutely. But because Kat's written them for him, that yes. makes it okay. That's right. It's all just fun and games and yeah. no death threats. It's all just it's for a laugh. Have okay? you thought this through, babe? Not at all. Oh, my giddy aunt. Trying to get fired. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, if you do want to see uh, Stav and Kat as well, uh, go to brisbanecomedyfestival.com. Um, all right, we're going to upload these into the teleprompter. We've got mm-hmm. a little screen here. Mm-hmm. They're going to get copied in, and um, Stab will read them out live. When you were doing it, though, yeah, where did you kind of? What made you decide to go down the road of these jokes? Um, I'm usually very careful with the material that I do um, because I don't want to be cancelled. Mm. Because I like everyone to leave the venue feeling better than they did when they came in. Right. Um, but I'm aware that my husband has a black, black heart. All right, here we go. Let's do it. These are written by Cat and delivered by Stav. Mm-hmm. So, darling, is it nice to have me here today? 
Um, at the moment it is, yes. Yes, it is. It's so lovely having my wife, Kat, here today. She would love to work here, but she's not pretty enough to be on a billboard. I still love her, though. Hot chicks don't work as hard to please a man. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. We'll use that one in divorce court. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those ones I love the people just tuning in now. Um, but yes, okay. But terrible news about those removalists that uh, caused alleged havoc down south. Uh, yes, the corona ones. I know lots of people are mad at those removalists down south who caused all that COVID chaos, but I think they're great. Now, whenever a dad wants to guilt a child about their behaviour by saying it'll kill your mother, kids will believe them. Because <laughs> <laughs> their mum died of COVID, guys. <laughs> Ow! Okay. Yeah. 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 I, yep. Tip wanna, you know, why are you taking off your jacket? You... <laughs> He's taking his jacket off. Ooh, I'm thinking because I'm a mother, yeah. maybe I could have gotten. There's no yeah, way yeah, you can yeah, get you away can with that. that. Mm, mm, Zero. Okay. Yep. Yep. Do you, <laughs> do you love being a dog owner, Bubby? I do love being a dog owner. I love being a dog owner. You guys know how much I love Gus, but mostly I just like having a working dog because at least Rory can see what it looks like when a man puts effort in at home. (laughs) 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 Well, that one's, that's me. Yeah, we know. I think they call that self-deprecating humor. (laughs) And if you've seen Kat's performances, you'll know that a lot of it is about you. Uh, Okay, so this is uh, Kat. Stav's wife has written these jokes for him. This is called Stav. Let's get Stav cancelled. Mm-hmm, it's working. I think I'm doing a good job. You're nailing <laughs> this. Is good. This is good. Are you having fun? Mm. But you, you can get a little nervous when, when we meet new people around Brisbane. Yes, I can uh, get a little nervous when I meet uh, new people around Brisbane. Yes, I do. Because my wife is bisexual, which means there's pretty much no one in Brisbane I don't suspect of her having slept with my wife. Except Maddie, of course. Cat's body is a wonderland and a theme park where you have to be this tall to ride, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> what if I have a parent with me? Own <laughs> <laughs> high heels. Can, uh, can it be me? I'm a parent. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> if you want to see uh, Kat, Kat and Stab, <laughs> if you want to see Kat on stage, BrisbaneComedyFestival.com for He Said, She Said. We're going to be there on Saturday. Yes, we are. It's a great show. Buy your tickets right now, guys. Kat. Wonderful job. Thank Great you. Great job. Thanks Thank for you. coming in. <laughs> I'm going to need security to so the car good. park. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Celebrate the times. Come on. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt. Yeah, we've, um, we've done this before. We've said what your alcoholic drink says about you. We've got baristas in to tell us uh, what your coffee order says about you. Mm-hmm. And now we've got DJs uh, Matt and Adam from Mashton Kutcher in to say what your song request in the club says about you. Very interesting topic. Mm. Controversial, some Because you say. could argue the fact that you're making a song request says enough. <laughs> you know? But I was going to say, it's not really True. a good thing, is it? Like, do people still come up and be like, I want to request a song? You're like, it's not really a dumb You'd thing. You'd be surprised even on larger stages at bigger international festivals. Yeah. Somehow it still happens. Wow. It still happens. Because Personally, I quite like it because mm. I, I find it challenging to play what they want, and then immediately call them out in front of everyone else when it's not appropriate. Right. Mm. Sweet. So, yeah. There's but a price to pay for a request. You know? Being a d- yeah. When you first start DJing yeah. and you play smaller gigs, you do yeah. have to do requests. And generally, if you're single and the DJ, you will play the request. It might be in your best interest. Yes. Yeah. You, never, you just don't know. You just don't know <laughs> what you old Sally wearing her birthday sash. Do they know, know about you... your career? 
Uh, you, I, he I was DJ Party Boy. He was DJ Party Boy. B O I. Of course. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, Just checking. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Up in Toowoomba. Up in Toowoomba. Yeah, yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. Yes. Wow, we were there not that long ago. Yeah. See, Couple everyone. Of weeks. Everyone too was there, guys. Uh, Do they talk yeah. about DJ Party Boy up there still? Unfortunately we... not. No. Uh, well. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to play some songs here, and we <laughs> want you to tell us. The stereotype, the typical person who would request this song uh, in a nightclub to you guys. Excellent. Beyonce. Can I just blanket cover and just say, like, every female ever? And in, like, p- in particular, a female that perhaps may have gone through a breakup recently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, her and the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Can you play her song, please? She just got dumped. I often find with single ladies, it's not so much about when they ask for it. It's about how they walk into the room when they ask for it. Mm. And if there's a hand up in the air and there's about six of them in a pack, oh, yeah. you, you know, it's going, it's going down. <laughs> and you're going to regret not playing yeah. single ladies. You just yeah. see that, you just put it on. And if you don't put it on within, say, what, three or four songs, do they come back and go where? They, they come in song? rotations. And like, there's multiple of them because they're in a pack, so yeah. they're coming at you from all sides. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> not what you're doing like yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, what about this one? I was going to say, ironically, we we play this in pretty much... Actually, we've been opening our shows with it lately. So it kind of saves them requesting it. Two two types of this song. Mm. you got the bloke... with the, the phone clip in his belt up the back, just tapping his foot, right? And he just wants to hear Akadaka, you know? He's not going to be rude about it, but that's what he wants to hear. Yeah. But then you've also got the young bloke with the mullet yeah. and the huge speed dealers on <laughs> who either wants hectic side trance <laughs> or bit of Akadaka. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. He wants stuff that no one knows about that's yeah. so heavy. He's had about 15 pengers. Yeah. Or I he love wants that this. You are actually becoming the character when you request <laughs> it. Yeah, you got you got to imagine yeah. it. Yeah. And that response shows that you have DJed in Toowoomba before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. uh, this one must come around a bit. I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you how Cardi I got B. this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me. Quit jump out for you, let it get inside of me. I tell him yeah. where to put it, never tell him where I'm about to be. I'm, I'm going to say it's a pretty similar category to the first song you played, to okay. be honest. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's a pack. It's Remember that scene from Jurassic Park 1 with the raptors in the kitchen? Yes. It's kind of like that. There's a pack of them, <laughs> and they're all coming at you from all sides, and they're all singing every word. And, it's, you know, we yeah. are boss lady. Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. play. And just when you think you've got this one subdued, what just comes at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forgot Beyonce. <laughs> oh, my God. Clever girl. Cardi B, Beyonce. Whoa. All right. Uh, That's the way it's Well, we've learned firsthand that if you play a race day and you don't play this, it doesn't end well. Right, so. right, right. But it's also proved that the demographic for that song is no longer the older generation. No. you got 18 to 22-year-olds, again, with the mullets and the big speed dealers at the front just screaming it out. Without a hint of irony, though. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. they got no idea where the originals come from, but somehow they know the song and know the words and mm. love it. What, what song will you never play ever? No matter how much you get harassed, it's a great question. To be honest, I would probably still be still be firm on Cardi B. Just like no, no. sorry, no. It just terrifies me, you know. Like I think maybe one day I'll have daughters. Mm. To have daughters under the age of twenty five saying those things mm. and listening, I don't know. It's terrifying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I support that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Really scared. You've got a daughter. I am all about yes. music, and I'm all about you know empowerment and making music. Totally. Mm. Yeah. But you like to be able to hear a song without blushing. Some of those lyrics. Mm. 
And we'll catch you next time on Family Therapy with Adam Morris. All right, and the last one. um, We've got the guys from Master Culture, and they're telling us what people's song requests say about them. Never gets old. Nah, never gets old. Um, geez, what what would I reckon? Young group of blokes, yeah, coming in like bit fired up. Pre drinks went a little longer than expected. <laughs> That's probably Ooh. the song where you've got the the one button too many undone. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a thing. Chests out, lads. Mm. Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, you can see where you're going to be touring next and check you out live. Mashedandkutcher.com. Always a pleasure. Thanks for popping by. Thank you for having us. You. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It's organ donation. Organ donation in Australia. Organ and tissue donation. Yeah, it's a great uh, registration race for Donate Life Week where they want people to uh, register as being an uh, organ donor. And it's interesting the, the characteristics that people get when they are so lucky enough to get an organ because when you think about it, it's... it's it is a circle of life, but yeah. it is really sad for someone to receive an organ if it's not uh, able a to be... living donor. Yeah. Mm. Then a family have lost someone to be able to give someone else life, but at the same time it must be quite remarkable that you know that they've done good even in their death. Yeah. My favourite videos online, um, I, I'm off the army reuniting videos. Oh, yeah. they're, well, Sorry, they're, they're done you. now, but... Okay. But there are amazing videos where uh, a mother or a father meets a donor recipient, and especially it's the heart, Mm. and they have the little stethoscope, and they actually listen to their child's heart beating inside another human. Mm. And you can see on the face of the recipient, you see how grateful they are um, for what they've been given. And then you also see sadness on the face of the parent, but you can see how proud they are. Mm that their child has saved someone's life. In absolute tragedy, they've saved this person's life. Mm. And I just start bawling, and, and it's so beautiful to watch. There'd also be a little bit of you there where there's there's still a part of them that's alive. And they say that. You they know? go, they're still, they still feel like their their child is still alive and mm. still on earth because they're inside of, mm. of a stranger. Well, so much is carried in the organs. Remember there was that very famous story where a lady, a uh, husband passed away mm-hmm. and then she met the person who got his organs, fell in love with him, which is amazing. They got married. But then he started taking on the characteristics of the husband that had passed away. He started never ever got depressed in his life, but then because he, her ex was, he started to get quite depressed and took <coughs> on all of the characteristics. Because it was in the organ. The DNA. Is that the organ or the, or the wife? Or the wife. That's a very good point. Is it there? Yes. Yeah. He got yeah. to. Yeah. So that guy got married a third time. Was, he didn't have any organs. And he got depressed. <laughs> he received two things from yeah. that guy: an yeah. organ and a wife. And I'm well, just, they did research yeah. it and they said it was the organ. So <laughs> leave the wife alone. But thirteen ten sixty, you got an organ. And mm-hmm. you know what else changed? Did you get a a, a love for? Potatoes. <laughs> you haven't liked potatoes. Like something changed when you got an organ that you were surprised about. It mm. changed you. There have been cases of this. Like um, I got a I got a lung transplant and now I play the violin because the person that I, I got the lungs from played the violin. It's very That's strange. Extreme. Yeah. If you got... That wasn't my story. They know it sounded like that. I didn't get lungs. <laughs> no, no one would donate an organ to you. <laughs> I've had it. Oh, I would. I've already told you I'd give you a kidney. Yes, yeah, oh, that's right. You wouldn't I'd give him a kidney. You wouldn't give me one. No. Have you no. changed your mind on that? I'm um, 
Well, all of a sudden, I'm winning you over. Yeah, you don't want my kidney. I think I've changed my mind. I wouldn't donate, though. So if that makes it better, you've really got to focus on him. Um, I wonder if, so if you, say, got the lungs of a swimmer, mm. you know, like you got a lung transplant from, from them, mm. would your lung capacity increase to theirs? Like, would you be would you become fitter? That's an interesting question. Do they have to fit? Oh, yeah. They'd have, they'd, yeah, you know? is there a size no, thing? No, a friend of mine's little um, little son, mm. he got a liver transplant from an adult. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm. Wow. And that's what I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't have to be the same right. age. But you always hear a lot about taste, like mm. foods that they never liked, yeah. and then all of a sudden they got a craving for that particular food that they yeah. hated. Mm. And would that just be, like, I also wonder, too, if you, say, receive a, a transplant from someone who's from India. Yeah. Or whatever. like spices. Yeah, like, mm. does that automatically, because they've grown up mm. with that food, do you take on that and, and enjoy that food, mm. or...? Mm. Let's find out. Um, okay. For anyone who's received an organ or knows someone who's received an organ, after that, did something change in their personality? And they sort of took on the personality of that organ. Mm. Uh, 13, 10, 60. Okay. I know it, sa- it sounds that, crazy well, it to say. it just makes it sound like all these organs have different personality. Like, I'm a little bit of an extrovert. Well, it would also be like, you know, I've always wanted to try spicy foods. Do you think I'd get an Indian liver? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a possibility? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that person's DNA is in it. Yeah, that's mm. of course. It's uh, the building block. Uh, Alana's on. Hi, Alana. Hello. How are you? We're right. good. What's your story? Um, My brother-in-law, he got a double lung transplant, mm-hmm. and he never like seafood and now he loves it wow. seafood <laughs> yeah wow yeah did he find out where the lungs came from like did he find out about the person at all or no no so um he just got like a thing saying they can't like contact the yeah. um other people or anything like that but mm. um yeah it has to be like the right size for your chest cavity and all that sort of oh, stuff it does too. Have to fit. for that oh, one right. yeah well there you go yeah. and now he eats seafood like it's going out of fashion Exactly. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if that you do have to tick a box if you would like to be contacted. Is that the possibility? Like if you're a family member who's donated the organs. I don't know. Do you know about any of that, Alana? No, no, I'm not too sure about that side of it. Mm. I think they're pretty strict with it here because they're trying to stop like a black market situation going on. That's why they're very much. Or, or also too, I think there is something within if you've someone's donated organs, then you can't come along and be like, you know, my family member gave you something you want to pay for <laughs> right, it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there might be some sort like, of guilt money. I was like, where are you going with this? Right. So I think in order to completely stop that, they never, ever share the contact details. But you do see some stories of them meeting the person. Like I know that my friend Bone Marrow was a bit different because mm. they yeah. met the person that was alive, yeah. obviously. Mm. America, they let them do it. All the videos ah, I've seen is all America. American. I think Australia and I'm... Their privacy is pretty I'm pretty strict. sure it's hectic. Shannon in Kalanga. Your, Hello. Hi. Your mum donated an organ to you? Yeah, she did. She donated a kidney to me at the beginning of the, of the year. Wow. All right. And then what you what happened to you? So um, I was quite renowned as being the party girl who's always up for a drink and the last man standing, whereas now since I've had my kidney transplant, I am a terrible drunk and I am sick as a dog the next day. So she's never been a big drinker. Oh. Um, and that's like she's taken that away from I bet me. she looks at you and goes, <laughs> see, knew that would happen. Yeah, yes, because I think I caused her quite a fair bit of stress when I was growing up. <laughs> Do you regret getting the kidney now? 
<laughs> no, no, definitely not. No. no, I've got a social life back again. Not that I use it much, but um, yeah. I used to have dialysis on a Saturday night. So oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that would have been tough. Good on you, Shannon. Thank you very much for calling. Chris is on from Springfield Lakes. Uh, you received two kidneys. What changed for you? So the, the first kidney I had, um, I woke up and I, I actually had a phobia of uh, grasshoppers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then the second kidney, I, um, I, I, because before my kidney, I I didn't like avocados. Mm -hmm. My second kidney, I woke up, um, and the first thing I asked for was uh, guacamole. (laughs) Wow. And avocados. That's all I wanted to eat. So So straight away when you woke up, you're obsessed with them. All I wanted was um, guacamole, and everyone looked at me like, "Uh, are you okay, Chris? Yeah. So a Mexican, you must have got it from a Mexican. Oh well, no! I got it from a, I got it from yeah, I got it from someone down in Melbourne who, unfortunately, Melbourne, you know, they love their yeah, avocados. Yeah, Melbourne, they yeah. 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 You've got, you've got a hipster kidney. <laughs> Did you change your style and grow a mustache as well, Chris? <laughs> no, no, I already had one. Oh, okay. oh, Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Throughout history. Mankind has achieved the impossible. Time is not absolute. Creating electricity. He's alive! He's alive! The moon landing. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for man. Cloning a sheep. A lamb called Dolly was cloned in Scotland. And created a platform to argue about almost anything with anyone while sharing bikini pics on holidays. Are you talking about the internet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. The time has come for mankind's next impossible achievement. Can we pick a number between one? And one million. It's been generated by a computer program. Mm -hmm. Only the producers know the number, so there is no way to cheat here. We have no idea. We don't know. We're playing along with you. This is one of the greatest feats that our city will ever see. You thought getting the 2032 Olympics was big? You might might be the person who lights the Olympic flame at the 2032 Olympics if you guess the number between one and one million. That is how big this is. Madison and North Lakes, how are you feeling this morning? Very good. Had a great run this morning. Mm-hmm. How are you guys? We're good. Also, you you feel it today's a luck been a lucky day for you, has it? Yes, I had a great morning. Woke up, had nice breakfast, no traffic to work. A lady and her daughter being positive and dancing, happy in the car. So it was a great start to the day. That's nice. Now, how did you come up with the number that you're about to give us? Um, well, it's a combination of my family's birthday days, so I find those quite special to me. Okay. Um, right. So I thought, why not? What you, is... I was going to say, do you play these on the Kino as well? Is that how you do your Kino numbers? <laughs> Actually, I haven't considered it, but I have sold a winning ticket on Kino one day, so I should probably Ooh, try. How much was it? $2.9 million. Ooh. Oh, did they buy you a drink? Um, no, they didn't actually. <laughs> they didn't give you anything? <laughs> No, not even, no. Madison, did you say that you sold a Kino ticket that they won $2.9 million on? Yes, I did. And they picked a $10 t- quick pick. Mm. 
Oh, you are the luckiest person we've ever spoken to, I reckon. Well, unlucky because well, I wasn't person you. is a luckier, <laughs> luckier one. But yeah, yeah, no, but you're trans. You got luck everywhere. Uh, All right, Madison. <laughs> let's hear it. What is your number between one and one million? Three, two, nine, one, nine. Three, two, nine, one, nine. I like the ring. It's got to it. All righty. <laughs> Is the number between one and one million thirty-two thousand nine hundred and nineteen, Siobhan? You're not that lucky, Madison. Oh, Damn it! Oh, <laughs> worth the try. <laughs> wow, we're getting closer. We are. Mm. We've spoken to Madison, who's given away that much money. Wow, <laughs> did you have that much cash in your till? Um, no. So what happens is they come back and they do a big um, check and a big like giveaway with like a photography shoot and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Come on, if they didn't give you just anything, like just a little oh, bit no. of a token, flowers, bottle of wine. Yeah. Thousand dollars wouldn't kill them. Yeah, I know, right? That was my thoughts. <laughs> what pub was that, if we can ask? Um, Beachmere Hotel. Beachmere. All right. Did that's... you have to get in the photo with them? No. No. <laughs> that that's what hurt. I would have been like. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Madison. Really appreciate it, but you are not our lucky person today. Have a great morning, guys. You too. Stab, Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab, Abby and Matt on B105.